We got real news for you. Politics and culture and entertainment too. From a Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and move up for the news. Hey, it's the real news from Soy Trek. This is Captain Britain. And this is Patrick. As you may have noticed, we have ads now. Don't want ads? Well, Soyagers, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon and not only get ad-free episodes, but you get all of our episodes the moment I get done making them. You also get them in high-quality stereo MP3 instead of that shitty mono trash. Mm. You know what mono stands for? Mm. Men on no orifices which is a bad mm-hmm. thing we want men on all orifices right yeah, that's true yeah so don't don't get with mono <laughs> get with stereo which stands for uh <laughs> sucking titties erogenous rambunctious entry orifice there you go <laughs> there you, you go. got it <laughs> perfect yeah, we, absolutely we done it Cl- close it down <laughs> episode over baby um <laughs> Um, and, uh, also if you give us $10 a month or more, you get access to my Plex server, mm-hmm. which is a very fucking comprehensive streaming service Yes, that, uh, Pat has actually used more than me this week. Wow. For, uh, yeah, you've, you've watched, I think 14 hours of content off my server this week, which is actually, really? it's actually surprising. You've yeah. actually watched more than me, which is yeah. rare. What, I, I, what did I even watch? Uh, you watch a bunch of movies. I can show you if you want. Yeah, no. you, do you want to, do you want to see? Yeah. I'll we'll show be. you. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I can, uh. So, let's see. What did you watch this week? Yep, almost 14 hours. So, you watched uh, Star Trek Enterprise, oh, yeah. uh, the, the one we just watched. Uh, Psycho Gorman, which is oh. awesome. So good, right? Yeah. The dad is yes. so fucking funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, yeah, so, have you seen... Um, oh, God. What's the first film that they made? Like, you got to check out, like, all the films that that guy's mm-hmm. made, because they're all phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I saw that he's a star in some other one that where he plays a priest or something. Yes, yeah. yeah. So so his production company, they're uh, Canadian filmmakers, and I forget what they're called, but they make only amazing, crazy films like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Rich Rich Evans is in uh, Psycho Gorman. You're right, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is in there briefly, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see, 8mm. I haven't watched that one. Oh, that, yeah, That's yeah. a Nick Cage one, right? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. I was like, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Altered States, oh, I yeah. personally feel is overrated. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I watched it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> right, right. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of those movies that's like, whoa, far out. I mean, it's it's a lot like uh, Natural some... Born Killers to me where I'm like, yeah. the aesthetic of the film is being high and like, I'm so high that I'm like, I don't love this aesthetic. It has, it ha- <laughs> it, 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 it ha- what it has going for it is like the funny visuals of like the, the, um, the goat being slaughtered and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah. that's, and it is funny. I was reading about how like, um, um, uh, the writer mm-hmm. of 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 the book Altered States and mm-hmm. the director did not get along, and actually, like a lot of like, um, I don't know, his, it's a book. That's weird. Yeah, his actions on this is what kind of got him kind of like blacklisted from Hollywood and like the director, because wow. like, he's wow. just like because uh, um, he was like so combative with everyone. Crazy. Yeah. So if you pay us five dollars or more, we also mention your name and say thank you yeah. to people just like Dan Morrison. Dylan Lance, Joanna Hearn, Jordan Hale, Nick Savard, Shane Sawyer, and David Croning Seats, all of whom are awesome and deserve a kiss. Yes. Whether physically and consensual or 
Hershey's and chocolate. Or you know, we can we can uh, digitally blow them kisses. Or we can di- just take out the kisses and digitally blow them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> S- sucking that e dick, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, if you're listening to this in any position to give any of those people a consensual kiss or Hershey's kiss, you should do that. Yeah. So if you want that privilege, go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. That's dumb idiot and the letters BS, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for broadcast source, which is not a coincidence. Mm. Hell yeah. So we got some real news this week, right? Yeah. Stuff went on in the world. How do you feel about the world? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, the world's bad. It's not. It's no good. Um, I I'd recommend dropping out, but there's only so many ways to do that. Uh, oh, also, you watched the Fablemans. How do you feel about that one? Um, I mean, it it I it was okay. Like, okay. it wasn't like. Did you watch it? No. I mean, I, I'm probably not going to. It's it's probably exactly what I expect. It's fucking like Steven Spielberg jerking off on himself. Yeah, it's it's basically his entire life. There was like some stuff about Spielberg. I mean, obviously, like I don't know like shit about his life or even cared about his personal life in the beginning with, but yeah. there was like stuff like I didn't realize is like there was a whole divorce, I guess, in his life and his mom fucked Seth Rogen. <laughs> so like, so, but, but yeah, it's just like <laughs> yeah. I'm about to come. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was funny because I didn't know that, but like watching it. There was like a scene in the beginning that I was like, "Oh, she want to fuck him," and then mm-hmm. she did, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I was right." And um, who wants to fuck Seth Rogen? That's weird, man. Yeah, but there was some interesting um, things I didn't know, like because uh, like uh, I guess what he like um, when he made films as a kid, like um, he filmed like a uh, a western, mm-hmm. a, like a like a kind of like a stagecoach robbery type um, movie with his Boy Scout troop, mm-hmm. and he figured out like uh, to create muzzle flashes, like he did a really interesting thing. Where he took the film and he took a needle and he poked where the um, the gun was, the muzzle where the muzzle flash was, mm-hmm. and so then when you play it through the mo- uh, play the movie, like it looks like there's like muzzle flashes hmm. real quick. So that, so he was able to create um, do some um, kind of like a DIY uh, special effects as a kid, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So it's, there's some there's some interesting things like then there's like David I, I, Lynch. I honestly like feel like this should have been maybe like a documentary yeah and maybe not like a fictionalized account of his life because yeah. it, it gets to the point to where you're like wait so what what is he just like embellishing yeah right? supposedly like it, it was it's almost pretty true to life i guess like a lot of things yeah but he wrote and directed it yeah so there's obviously he some does, embellishment he, he did, there he did say like uh when recreating the films he made as a kid he mm-hmm. did choose better shots <laughs> yeah, and also, and also like like fucking like like Honey Boy. Like after that, yeah, I, I don't I don't believe anything after oh my Honey God. Boy. That was that Honey Boy like ripped my heart out. Yeah, like. so so I, I don't, if you're not aware, Shia LaBeouf uh, like wrote and directed a movie called Honey Boy. That's yeah. actually supposed to be pretty good. It how, is good. It's how, a good. Movie. However, it's like supposed to be uh, autobiographical. However, like he ba- throws his dad under a bus. Yeah, and and basically like he came out only only like a year ago, like ten five years after he made the film, and he's like. Oh yeah, by the way, my dad never abused me like I said in the film. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, like What the fuck, dude? He threw his fucking dad under a bus mm-hmm. who probably didn't deserve that. Definitely and, didn't deserve and, that. And like and yeah, and also like he 
fucked over FKA Twigs. Mm-hmm. Who's a, a babe. Oh, yeah. He gave her fucking herpes. <laughs> yeah. And which is he, like, don't give my FKA Twigs herpes. Yeah, we love FKA she's, Twigs. She's precious. Yeah. Yeah, she's a precious angel. And Indeed. yeah, so, yeah, he's like, he, he, what was that? You got a package, I think. Oh, shit, yeah, shipment has arrived. Hell yeah. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that was it was fucked up. Like, Sheila Booth is a shithead. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> but yeah, who knows how much Fablemans is embellished, but mm-hmm. really it's like, I think it's kind of like a forgettable-ish movie. Like, I mean, I watched it. It was okay, mm-hmm. like, but nothing that really like wowed me. Like, I mean, you know, we fucking saw Avatar this year, so it's just oh like, yeah. So I wouldn't even like put it in a top ten movies I've seen this year. Yeah. How about Tar? How do you feel about Tar? Tar was good. Yeah, Tar was really good. <laughs> I liked. I liked the ending. The ending. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But no, the, the ending was perfect. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an interesting like more than anything like. Like, the movie is an interesting treatise on, like, platforming and fame. Yeah. And how, like, fame is still transferable even if you get, quote-unquote, canceled and shit yeah. like that. Like, it's a really great movie. If anything, like, the movie rests on a crazy good performance from Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Like, she's transformative. Like, the whole movie, I'm like, I, I think she actually knows about composing, which is weird. Because, yeah. like, she doesn't, she doesn't seem it, but like yeah. she seemed so like confident and knowledgeable in what she was talking yeah, about. I'm like, a, this is the way musicians talk about music. Yeah, there's a lot of her like dropping like music theory and music history a lot in this and this and that movie. Yeah, which I could understand uh, if you're not into that, might mm-hmm. be a huge turnoff. But yeah. I was like jerking off through half <laughs> yeah. the film. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, talk more about Mozart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting. Yeah, kind of like you don't really see her rise, but you definitely see the fall of of tar and it's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a good movie i mean it's it's a little long uh, it is long it's long as fuck. it's like two and a half hours but i mean it's it's no avatar but avatar is like engrossing so yeah and, and 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 the movie's not like funny but i will say like the last scene pretty much got a laugh out of me like just yeah like just like it's yeah. just like it's like you don't expect no i didn't expect that at all <laughs> yeah. but it was like yeah. wow and, like, and, yeah. it's, and it's kind of almost sad and it's, it's not sad. It's yeah. tragic, but it's not sad. Yeah, tra- it shouldn't tra- be sad. Yeah. It is tragic, though. It's very the film tragic. is definitely a tragedy yes. all the way through. Yeah. But it's like it's an interesting one. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. recommend. It. I actually had, but I actually had to look up kind of like the context of what of that because I I'm not big into you know uh, I don't want well, I don't want to say anymore. But yeah, yeah it was, I, I, I was like oh, okay, like I, my brothers would know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually had to look it up too, even though I've like played the thing before. Yeah, uh, and I was like oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. That, that was like an amazing way to end the film. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it was just really good. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I also, I think I saw that you uh, watched Banshees of Inch- Inchihiran as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. What That's do you good. think? That I like that movie a lot. I loved that movie. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's like um, uh, something, like a, definitely a subject you don't really see too much in a movie. It's just like. like it's, it's honestly a subject I've never seen before. In yeah. Movie. It's, it's literally, it's the tale, it's a period piece that takes place in the early 1920s mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of the Irish Civil War. Yeah. And basically, there's these two guys who are friends. Both, neither of them have jobs. They're just two guys who live in Ireland. Uh, I mean, one of them kind of has a job. He like milks his cow and like yeah. has a pony. And, and I stuff. do like that it is set during like the um, the Civil War, uh, Irish Civil War. But it never mentions it. Well, yeah. I mean, it mentions it, but they only see like a few like some gun smoke from across yeah. on the mainland because they're on Insahiri, yeah. which is an island off mm-hmm. the coast of North. Which Ireland. I think is a great juxtaposition of like this very serious conflict happening, and these two guys are like 
just having a uh, friend fall out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's but that's and it's given more weight than uh, and and seriousness than this conflict that's yeah, happening. Yeah, it's, it's where the only thing. Yeah, that the town is talking about. And it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's really a remarkable film. Uh, yeah. Martin McDowell is just an incredible director. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I would so highly recommend watching In Bruges before this film. Yeah. Uh, it has right, the, right, the, the two same main actors, mm-hmm. uh, Colin Farrell and um, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, his last name starts with an H. Fuck, I don't remember. Uh, damn it! Yeah, right. He's he's also the father of uh, that other guy who's in like um, who's in stuff. Right. He's uh the father of the redheaded kid. Who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. R- Rupert. Whatever. Um. So yeah, yeah I, I don't remember uh, his name, but he's fantastic. He was yeah. also in In Bruges. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the two of them act perfectly against each other. Mm-hmm. And just like the whole film, it's another long one, but it was another yep. fu- I mean, this one was a real treat. Yes. Like it's it's definitely near my top 10 films of the year. Yeah, sure. and it, I do and it is like in contact, you know, and you know, in relation to everything else, it is kind of like oh, would be a low stakes type thing mm-hmm. considering like, you know, it's just like I mean, but the but the stakes are like like artificially raised yeah, because yeah. of the action of one of the guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Yeah, right. And uh, but yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, I would definitely like, I would definitely include it in one of my top uh, ten right. movies so, of the year. So if I if I can give uh, just one like rave review for it, like this is the first film I've watched with my mom mm. in probably a decade where we both liked it and she stayed awake. Damn. In a decade. Wow. Straight up. You know what the last movie I saw with my mom? Uh, um, Hiller, or was what's the last Dinesh D'Souza film? Two <laughs> Thousand no, no. Mules? No, uh, Old Boy. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, wait the the remake or the original? The original. What the? F- how'd your why'd your mom watch that? That film's good. Uh, uh, oh, but like the context, very awkward to watch with your mom. Yeah, because it's about you know, and, and it's about having sex with your sister. Yeah, and it was and um. Well, like uh, I, I was I was visiting them for some reason, and I got the DVD, and like um, I, I, I heard the movie was good. I got like through Netflix or something, and I was visiting, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, you want to watch a movie? I hear this movie's excellent, and we put it on. And my mom, she was like watching the entire time, mm-hmm. and be like, this is fucking disgusting. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just like, oh God, why am I watching this movie with my mom? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like your mom was already not on board because, like, you know, it's not a white people film. Yeah. You know, she's like, what, yeah. What, they, what non-white thing are they trying to speak? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, let's get into the real news. Yeah, real news. So, yeah, it went on a nice little movie tangent of, of <laughs> Ed, movies. We love, that. Should, we love that. Yeah, I think <clears> we <throat> highly encourage we watch all those movies. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, um, a good, it was a good year for movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, around uh, award season, I usually just go ahead and try to watch every single movie in award season. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a bunch more that I watch that I definitely recommend. Uh, probably foremost, uh, Neptune Frost mm. is a film unlike anything I've ever seen before. Mm. It is a completely unique singular vision. Um, like the entire thing takes place in Africa. It was written and directed by Saul Williams, who's like a hip hop artist mm. and like poet. Mm. Uh, and like this is his directorial debut, and it is great for mm. a directorial debut. Like it's it is just chock full of like ideas that have never made it to film before, and it is incredibly like centrally a pro African anti colonialist anti capitalist movie. 
cool. Which I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I never ended up watching it. Yeah, uh, it's on my server. Uh, oh, sick. A couple hours long. Recommend it. Cool. Uh, I watched it a couple nights ago. It's it's it is very unique. It is, it's a, it's a, it's like probably the only anti-capitalist sci-fi musical I've ever seen in my life. Sick. Yeah. That like centralizes black voices especially, mm-hmm. uh, and also like there's um. There's an intersex character who's a main character in the film, mm. and that's like, I mean, they they do a lot with that. It's it's mm. it's just a very good fucking film. Cool. Uh, that has like a lot to say in a very goddamn unique way. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm very very much looking to, forward to whatever Saul Williams makes in the future. Nice. He, he does some he does some cool shit. I mean, I've always been a big fan of his music because mm-hmm. um, you know he's always been kind of tangential to like uh, trip hop artists and stuff like that. Mm. And, I think he's appeared on like a, a Massive Attack album or something like okay. that. So I've always been a big fan of his and uh, what he's been doing. But he, he's just one of those guys who just like decided to make a film and surprise, it's fucking amazing. Mm. Like like uh, like Boots Riley. Yeah. He saw. Uh, Sorry to bother you. <laughs> like it's the first film he's ever made, and it's one of my favorite films. Yeah. And I, I think probably one of the most important films to come out in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just so fucking good. Yeah. Hell yeah, we love that. We love that. So. You know what we don't love? Mm. Southwest Airlines flight cancellations. Fuck you, it Southwest It continued Airlines. to snowball. So last I saw, which was two days ago, mm-hmm. uh, two days ago, because my flight had just gotten canceled, and I was looking like at uh, flight uh, cancellation statistics, my flight on Alaska Airlines got canceled. And nationwide, uh, that day, they had canceled 15% of their flights about, which wow. is a lot. That is a lot. But Southwest Airlines that day had canceled... 55% of their flights. More wow. than half of all of their flights got canceled. Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, which is absurd. Yeah. Especially because, like, the way airlines works, you can, I mean, basically, if your flight is canceled, uh, the um, airline will try to find you a replacement flight, but almost always, it's on their own airline or one of their partners. Yeah. Now, Southwest Airlines isn't, like, Delta or... Alaska Airlines, where they're partnered with everybody else because they're, you know, they're probably losing money or something like that. Mm-hmm. So because of that, like, this cascades because they're not able to take pilots and planes from other airplanes. Mm-hmm. They're, like, stuck within their own closed system. Yeah. And so they're absolutely fucked. Yeah. And, like, it's not going to get better. No. Uh, not in the near future, anyway. So we'll, we'll I mean, read this fl- article. Flying is already such a fucking nightmare. I fucking hate flying. Me too. I fucking hate flying so much. Yeah. Um, and, the, I mean, what's... The only thing worse than flying is getting to the airport to find out your flight had just been canceled the moment you got there. Yeah. Especially after, like, I mean, the fucking, the train broke down on my way there, so I had to take an expensive-ass lift. Mm. And, like, the moment I got there, I checked the app, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, your flight's canceled. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfuckers. Fuck you. Yeah, thankfully, they gave me, like, 150 bucks credit for a, another flight somewhere else, which, you know, that's a good half of a round-trip ticket pretty much anywhere I want to go. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't know. So, um, exhausted Southwest travelers uh, tried finding seats on other airlines or renting cars to get to their destinations, but many remain stranded. The airline CEO said it could be next week before the flight schedule returns to normal. Jesus. Uh, Adontis Barber, a 34-year-old jazz pianist from Kansas City, Missouri, had camped out on the city's airport since his Southwest flight was canceled Saturday, hoping to reach a New Year's gig in Washington, D.C., he left his airport vigil Wednesday, saying, I give up. I'm starting to feel homeless. By early afternoon on the East Coast, about 90% of all canceled flights Wednesday in the U.S. were on Southwest, according to the Flight Aware Tracking Service. That's insane. 
Yeah, like how many people were displaced by this? Like, you know, people that can't meet, can't can't reach, go home. You know, um, forced to get so hotels. Other airlines recovered from ferocious winter storms that hit large swaths of the country over the weekend, but not Southwest, which scrubbed twenty five hundred flights Wednesday and twenty three hundred more Thursday. Damn. So we're talking about each day about two hundred thousand people. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope they were, for people who weren't home, I'm hoping they were given, like, hotel vouchers and shit. I mean, there's only so much space in hotels. Yeah. If you're fucking, I mean, there's so only so many airports, and, you know, yeah. if you spread these folks out between every major airport in the United States, that's still, like, over a thousand people in airport. Yeah. And, you know, you think that the fucking, like, especially around the holidays, do you think the hotels around the airport aren't already going to be booked? Wow. It's, yeah, it's it's a bad situation. <laughs> and and it's good like my brother was trying to convince me to go to the East Coast um for uh, Christmas. Um glad I didn't. I'd probably still be stuck in Maryland right now. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> uh so uh the Dallas airline was undone by a combination of factors including an antiquated crew scheduling system and a network design that allows cancellation in one region to cascade throughout the country rapidly. Those weaknesses are not new. They helped cause a similar failure by Southwest in October 2021. The U.S. Transportation Department is now investigating what happened in Southwest, which carries more passengers within the United States than any other airline. A Senate committee promises to investigate, too. I I would like to hear what Pete Buttigieg is doing about this. Our our Secretary of Transportation, who is actually responsible for this kind of thing, Uh, I would like to know his plan because I don't hear anything from Pete Buttigieg. Like the only thing I ever hear from Pete Buttigieg is like once every three months, he'll own a conservative on Fox news or something. And like or ride his bike somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or like fucking, I mean, he has been given like a bunch he'll of like finger Chaz in public or yeah. something. And so like, you <laughs> he know, has been given much smaller. Um, uh, uh, no, he has much smaller notoriety now. Like, thank God. Just, yeah, thank, thank God. God. Although I mean, it, it was inflated from begin with. Like, although party insiders want him to be the next president, which is, terrifies me. Not gonna happen. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. We could get a LGBT CIA president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did. They they did like uh, get Kamala, one of the most uncharismatic people, to be vice president. I, I'm she. She's beyond uncharismatic. She might yeah. have some natural charisma. Yeah. But she is. Um, abusing clonopin to such a degree that you, you can't even tell you just yeah she like she does when she talks she doesn't sound human no she sounds i mean <laughs> she sounds like a zan dealer when she talks yeah like she she talks in these weird circular arrangements and like mm. words that like string together don't really make sense yeah they're just like fucking platitudes but yeah. i mean so that is proof that you know if they can get her to like you know you know heartbeat away from the presidency like of course yeah they're gonna get like Weird rat boy mm-hmm. in there. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so in a video that Southwest posted late Tuesday, CEO Robert Jordan said Southwest would operate a- Robert re- Jordan. Robert Jordan. Damn, writer of uh, The Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Definitely the same person. Yeah. Because yeah, not like the other Robert Jordan died years ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so in a video that Southwest posted late Tuesday, CEO George R.R. Martin said Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> no, re- no relation. <laughs> no, totally no, different no. person. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CEO Robert Jordan said Southwest would operate a reduced schedule for several days, but hoped to be, quote, back on track before next week. Saying, quote, 
We have some real work to do in making this right, said Jordan, a 34-year Southwest veteran who became CEO in February. For now, I want you to know that we are committed to that. Mm. To what? To what? Making this right? <laughs> how can you make that right? You fucked up categorically. Yeah. You know how you can make that right? Quit your job, Robert <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. The fucking, the, you fucked up so bad. You're the guy who leads this organization, and it has fucked up categorically. Yeah. It has fucked up people's lives and their livelihoods. Some people definitely lost their job because of you, guy. Yeah. You know, some people might have lost their homes because of you. Yeah, and the way jobs are, you know, the people are like, well, you have to be here. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, there's probably people like driving cross country <laughs> trying right? to get home or Which something. Is fucked shit. up. And some of those people are inevitably going to get in car accidents and yeah. die. Yeah. So thanks, Robert Jordan. You just killed a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Secretary uh, of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, who has criticized airlines for previous disruptions, said the meltdown was the only word he could think of to describe this week's events at Southwest. He noted that while cancellations across the rest of the industry declined to about 4% of scheduled flights, Southwest remained above 60%. Yikes. From the high rate of cancellations to customers' inability, I mean, going back here, though, you gotta wonder, uh, maybe regulation is causing some of this? Because, yeah. I mean, there are certain regulations that, like, exponentialize these things. So, yeah. um, are you aware of, like, uh, flight time? Mm -hmm. And, like, pilot flight time? Mm -hmm. So, essentially... Pilots are only allowed to be on or operating a plane for, I think, like 18 hours in a day or something like that. That makes sense. And if they go beyond that, they're, they have to be relieved. And so they can no longer be like in the cockpit at all anymore. Yeah. And so because of this, I've actually had to, I've got a bunch of my flights rerouted and stuff because of this, because smaller companies especially don't have a pool of pilots to pick from because mm -hmm. especially ones like Southwest that aren't partners with every other fucking airline around. Yeah. And so, basically, if a pilot flies too much and they get delayed too much, they have to leave work and they have to replace them with another pilot. So, a lot of times, they'll have to fly in that pilot from another city, mm. like, and a ton of shit like that. Like, it's always a fucking mess. And when they talk about the scheduling software uh, that made this problem, that is exactly what they're talking about. Mm. It's, they have not come up, which is, which is fucking insane, because yeah. I could literally do this for them in Google Sheets or Excel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could, I could literally make a program and a, a macro for them that could take care of this in, like, either SQL or fucking Excel in maybe a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd charge them a million dollars because yeah. it'd save them that in a week. But, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's dumbfounding. Mm -hmm. they, they know about this problem, and this has been a problem for over a year, yeah. and they have not fixed it. Yeah. This is such an easily fixable problem. Other airlines have fixed this problem. Well, like to fix the problem means hiring more people. It means hiring more people <laughs> and investing in your business. Now, exactly. So, now, two uh, things. You know, if you when you want to do things as cheaply as possible. So, so they Southwest Airlines has quite a bit of money. Yeah. I, I'd like you to guess how much they have invested over the past, let's say, five years. How much in stock buybacks? Not in their business. In stock buybacks. Lay it on me. Six billion dollars, people. <laughs> $6 billion in stock buybacks over the past decade in order to give investors a quick boost yep. and a small dividend. Instead of investing in their company, which is what the CEO says in the article needs to happen, yeah. they need to invest in the technology to prevent this, yep. which they could have done with that $6 billion. They could have done that 20 times, 50 times over with that $6 billion. Yep. $6 billion buys you a fuck ton of IT. Yeah. Um, 
So, but you know, but that's but if they were to like you know hire more pilots or mm -hmm. hire get more resources or, or any kind, like then that would mean that there would be less than six billion dollars right. in their pocket. There'd be like five point nine right? billion dollars, and that's pocket. unacceptable to them. That's <laughs> unacceptable. You know why that's unacceptable? Is because legally, CEOs of American companies have a fiduciary duty, which means financially legal duty mm. in order to enrich their stockholders. And yeah. if they make decisions that do not enrich their stockholders, they can, they are, you know, subject to either margin call, mm. if it's a stock thing or like just being ousted from the company yeah. by the board of directors. It's the way American business works. And that's why I didn't, I remember like, uh, wasn't it a couple couple years ago where they were talking about how like a lot of like planes have like missed out on, on, um, on on like uh required repairs mm -hmm. and like upkeep yep because due to them wanting to save money mm -hmm. and because like that's the thing like the way that the reason why like you know like um you know flights are packed to the gills you know you're basically shoulder to shoulder with people and mm -hmm. like i mean it is like it, like flying doesn't make that much money <laughs> so so if i'm not mistaken since the time i was born they have removed five inches of leg space from yeah. every single airline seat in order to fit more seats in there. Yeah. And it's like, these people wonder why people hate flying, why people will do anything to take any other mode of transportation except for flying. It's oh, because yeah. flying is fucking it's miserable. A, it's a nightmare. Like, that's why when my brother was like, we want to fly back for Christmas, like, fuck no. It's, it's not just that. <laughs> it's also, like, completely unsafe because, yeah. like, you know, COVID still exists. Oh, yeah. And there's tons of, like, anti-maskers who are fucking all over the planes. Yeah. Like and people and the, who start shit with you. Yeah, like, people, like, literally, like, in the airport just, like, coughing openly. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? That's why, and that's the thing, like, imagine if we did have, like, a high-speed rail system in this country. Like, like imagine. What, what, what's the point in imagining that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the fucking silliest pipe dream of all I time. I know. Like, it's, like... It's it's something that will never happen, and it's, it's just it's, like, and it's crazy to me that like mm. something that China is just doing, yeah, is beyond our comprehension yeah. as Americans. Yeah, we 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 think about them like, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah, yeah. Why do we think that way? We've had the technology for like fifty years. Yeah, Japan has had bullet trains for thirty years now. Yeah, they're then their their branch, their whole entire country is connected through bullet trains, and. And China is creating a fucking a new Silk Road of high speed rail all the way into Europe. Yeah. Which, if you think that like you know China's taking a bite out of our economy now, the moment they can do high speed rail to Europe, they're going to crush us. Yeah. Like it is, and Europe is going to crush yeah. us because they're going to have an economic partnership where mm -hmm. they strengthen each other, yeah. and we're going to keep going inwards as we always do yeah. because we're fucking xenophobic. Let's build more roads. Yeah, let's and build more roads for more fucking cars. That yeah. fu oh, and yeah, like, and the reason we don't have high speed rail is not only because of cars, but because of cars' biggest pusher, Elon fucking Musk. Yeah. He created the idea of the Hyperloop in California specifically, mm -hmm. and he, he like tried to get it zoned in like the the specific places high speed rail was zoned for. Yeah, in order to just uh, you know through politics destroy it, destroy high speed rail. Yeah, which is evil. Yeah, it's, it's fucking evil. evil. It's evil. You, like he he destroyed a system that would have inevitably helped our country, our economy, and our people. Yeah, I would have much. I like it. Like. Going cross country to to the East Coast, I would I would prefer to be take a train. So, straight up, if you could get me to the East Coast in twenty four hours on a train, I would do that a hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah, 
Like the the only problem is well, several problems. First off, it's all Amtrak, and Amtrak fucking sucks. Yeah, it's a miserable experience. I know my mom uh, one time when we were still talking, like, you know, when you met her, mm-hmm. she had taken the train over oh, because she's terrified of flying. Interesting. So she, it took her a three day yeah. uh, train ride to get yep. out here. It's like three fucking days, which is like yeah. nuts. That's like too long to travel. Yeah. Like, you know, most of my vacations only last, you know, six to 10 days. So, yeah. like, you know, that'd be like all travel. Yeah. I mean, she's ba- she was like basically retired at that point. So, That's yeah, she has, she has nothing but time. I mean, she's also basically retarded. So, <laughs> there's that too. Yeah. So, she probably yeah. shouldn't be working. No, no. Yeah. She, so, yeah, she has nothing but time to spend on the fucking train. Like, you know, but people who, you know, have jobs and have a very limited amount of time to take off, mm-hmm. like, we can only take, like, you know, we don't have that much time where we we can't spend three days just traveling, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. I've never spent three days traveling before. Like, no. Even moving to Denver was only like a two day journey. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, I would I, I would love to take like a bullet train to the East Coast. Like I would like get if you got you know it's it's safe it's mm-hmm. it's easy, you know just put like a fucking like you know like a bar on there mm-hmm. bars get some food little little sleepy little area like yeah. i would i would be fine yeah i mean instead of taking a bullet train to the east coast i just like to take a bullet straight to heaven <laughs> yeah bullet straight to heaven yeah <laughs> instead it's like yeah i mean i think one time i was uh stuck in an airport for 18 hours when uh, dur- <sighs> during the delta apocalypse <sighs> and we were and we were just going to fucking uh san diego yikes and that we were stuck in uh, an airport and um uh um, you can Utah. drive to San Diego in almost 18 hours. Like, yep, I did. Really? I've done before. I've driven to uh, San Luis Obispo from Seattle in 18 hours. Damn. And that's, um, a, that's a so you, did, you didn't sleep in between. You just nope. one shot. I just went straight. Yeah, both uh, ways. I went. I went down there. Yikes. And no, back. thank you. Yeah, my legs were fucked. But oh, um, shit. but yeah, like uh, yeah, we were stuck in a uh, Utah. Ugh. Like we were, we got on the plane. Then we were, then we were had to go to Utah, and then we were stuck in Utah for Ugh. like 18 hours. Utah's the worst, man. It was awful. Like, yeah, we, they didn't give us any blankets or anything, and it was freezing in the fucking airport, and so we were just like, <laughs> "Cool, <laughs> yeah, it rocked." This sounds super cool. Yeah, I bought my, I had to buy my ex like a like a hoodie to wear <laughs> because she was freezing. Um, so I'm not reporting this as actual news because it's actually not confirmed yet. Mm. But I think Ted Kaczynski died. No way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not being reported. However, I did see, like, multiple reports kind of on the deeper web. Mm. Um, so either it was, like, a highly coordinated thing. But, I mean, the dude's, like, 80, and he's been living in a prison for, like, you know, unhealthy people for the past few years. So yeah, was, yeah, he's 80 years old. Yep, only a matter of time. I mean, yeah. was 80 Yeah, if, if he actually did die. Yeah, he's the same age as, uh, as Harrison Ford. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. Are you saying you were attacked by a box? Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying you were attacked by the mail? <laughs> That's so fucking insensitive. We're going to hell for that one specifically. Yes. Neat. Um, all right, moving on. A bill forcing the feds to fix prison cameras has just been signed into law. So President Joe Biden signed into law Tuesday a bill requiring Federal Bureau of Prisons to overhaul outdated security systems and fix broken surveillance cameras after rampant staff sexual abuse, inmate escapes, and high-profile deaths. The Bipartisan Prison Camera Reform Act, which passed the Senate last year in the House on December 14th, requires the Bureau of Prisons to evaluate and enhance security camera, radio, and public address systems at its 122 facilities. Hmm. 
The agency must submit a report to Congress within three months detailing deficiencies and a plan to make needed upgrades. Those upgrades are required within three years, and the Bureau must submit annual progress reports to lawmakers. Quote, Broken prison camera systems are enabling corruption, misconduct, and abuse, said the legislator's sponsor, uh, Senator John Ossoff uh, from Georgia. That's why I brought Republicans and Democrats together to pass my Prison Camera Reform Act, which is now law. The Bureau of Prisons said in a statement that it appreciates the work and support of Senator Ossoff and other members of Congress, as well as the President of the United States. Failing and inadequate security cameras um, have allowed inmates to escape from federal prisons and hampered investigations. They've been an issue in inmate deaths, including that of financier Jeffrey Epstein at the federal jail in New York City in 2019. Which, I mean, they should have been on this a long time ago. Yeah. uh, It really should be like... Uh, they should have to check the security cameras every single day. And if one of them goes out and it's not reported, that person needs to be fired. hundred yeah. percent. That's I, that's it's they're letting a prison be insecure, which is not okay. It's a bad thing to do. Also, I think people, I think also all of this, all of prison footage should also be freely available to the public. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think once people actually see what prisoners they'll are... They'll want to abolish prisons. Yeah, they'll because want to... Because it's be, inhumane. Yeah, right? like, It's completely inhumane. I was just watching... Uh, there's been a um, a water leak in one prison mm-hmm. or like the uh, the inmates are just being sprayed with uh, freezing cold water and, and, and just like... Yeah, like prisons are inhumane mm-hmm. and should be illegal. Yeah, and that's the thing is like there is a pre- provision for this in... Uh, like the the Bill of Rights, like yeah. we are to be free of cruel and unusual torture. Yes, which, I mean, we need to expand that definition. Yeah, because like leaving things in neglect and letting people like you know succumb to like the elements and shit like that, that's torture. Yeah, that's torture. No matter what way you put it, torture does not have to be active. Yeah, you can do passive torture. I mean, and there is active torture in oh, prisons. absolutely, like hundred like, percent. Like either like encouraged, like either done by the uh, guards or encouraged by the guards. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's like people don't realize like the fucking things they say. Oh, oh, this is a police interrogation technique. No, <laughs> that's torture. That is torture. They're like, oh yeah, well, uh, we give them a free soda and then don't let them go to the restroom. Yeah, that sounds like torture. Yeah. That sounds like torture to me. Yeah. And I and I think like, you know, America is all about its punitive justice. Like oh, we got that, a hard that, that's all our politics are anymore. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. It, we're into the era of the politics of punishment. Yeah. There's gonna be no material amelioration for anything yeah. ever going forward. The only thing we can do is figure out how to make things worse for our political opponents. Yeah. And uh and and uh, and I think a lot of that is because like the average American doesn't know how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. and because like there is like this veil that we have between like um you know we you know we just kind of assume that you know we don't see it, and so then everything that we don't see is completely fine. Mm-hmm. And I think if like if people actually knew what happened in prisons and mm-hmm. how they operate, I think it would cha- I think it would cause a complete shift in mm-hmm. how we view them. But strip so. My brother used to be a corrections officer, mm. uh, and through that, he became a doctor and a professor of um, of criminal justice and like carceral studies. Mm-hmm. And he is now like a prison abolitionist for the most part. Yeah, which is like, you know, it should tell you something if someone who has you know spent over a decade of their lives studying something and is like a foremost like published expert on the subject and they and worked 
in like in within the system and thinks the system is entirely wrong, you should probably take their word for it. Yeah. Yeah, like uh you should probably take our word for it that Whole Foods fucking sucks yeah. and they're terrible ter- terrible to their employees because oh, guess yeah. what? We were both employees of Whole Foods and, and it fucking a, sucked. And that's another veil of like that that Whole Foods is like somehow sustainable and stuff. Oh like, no, no. Like you No, they they want they, unlimited growth just like everyone else. You would be surprised how much food is thrown away there. Like Oh, <laughs> I mean like the so the hot bar like uh, I don't remember a single day the hot bar had less than fifty dollars worth, or far, sorry, fifty pounds worth of wastage. Yeah, yeah, definitely fifty. Yeah, per shift. Per yeah, yeah, usually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like, and that was just food that was being thrown away, and also just like all you know, fresh food and like produce, mm-hmm. um, grocery, all that food just like tossed in the garbage. Yeah, no, not not like donated or anything like not that. Not donated. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are donation programs in Seattle specifically for that. Yeah, like I, uh, I used to um, uh, volunteer at the Orion Center uh, mm-hmm. down there, the big green building, the the homeless teen uh, youth center, mm-hmm. and like that's the way they got all their food is donations from grocery stores, stuff that was about to go bad. Yeah, and you know I could just make a fucking menu out of that. I don't know why Whole Foods never did that, other than that, you know they want they need to gatekeep their brand. Whole Foods is not for the poor. Oh yeah, exactly. Like they like they uh, if they gave the food away, then what what incentive would people have to buy it? Their brand is stratification. Yeah, I mean, and and that's one thing that we heard a lot there. It's like mm-hmm. you know if we gave the food away, no one would buy it, and it's just because this is, the company is fucking run by a libertarian psychopath. Right, it fucking sucks. Absolutely. And, and like <laughs> I mean, the moment I uh, so like right after that job, I became a um, kitchen supervisor at uh, Met Market. Yeah, and like. One of my first days, uh, someone had tried to steal some food, right? Yeah. And they, like, ran out with it, and, like, we caught them and got the food back, right? Um, just, like, a, a big thing of hot bar food or whatever. Yeah. Like, like, five pounds of it or whatever. Like, all right, whatever. And they were trying to steal some other shit, too. But, um, so I was about to go to throw it away, and my my store director is like, whoa, 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 um, don't, don't throw that away. Like, uh, those guys uh, out on the curb, like... You know, they're probably hungry if you want to go hand it to them. And I'm like, yeah. you, you want me to give this to the homeless people outside? And he's like... I mean, yeah, they they deserve food too, right? And I was like, yeah. I'm so fucking glad I'm away from Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Oh my god, there's like real people working here. This yeah. is nuts. Like, yeah. like real people with real feelings and like an actual perspective about humanity that goes beyond the fucking walls of this business. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like generally, you know, I I I found a lot of things wrong with that company eventually. However. Yeah. You know, they had some good people in yeah. positions there, doing good things for people. Yeah. You know, if I can say anything about that job, is like that job actually enabled me to be incredibly pro unhoused people and like help a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, kudos to that. Yeah. Kudos to that. Uh, in as much like one of the best things I've ever received, I, w- I wish I still had a picture of it, but uh, about before I left the job, I was like the um, the person in charge for like the night crew basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, uh, unhoused guy uh, named Chris, who was there pretty often, had a really weird story. He basically just got a DUI, and because of that, mm. like, lost his house and lost everything. It was just a little, a little fucked up. But Again, like, you know, punishment in this country. You know, yeah, yeah. That doesn't fit the crime. Right. And so <laughs> he, um, he was, uh, you know, uh, he'd just hang out in, like, our cafe area or whatever. Mm. And uh, one day he, like, just hands me, like, a customer comment card. Mm. I'm like... Oh, what's this for? He's like, oh, it's for you. Uh, you should just read it later. I'm like, okay. So I do read it later. And basically the whole thing said is uh, like, um, it was like, uh, I, I want to thank your entire night crew, but most specifically Brit, because like 
he like creates a safe space for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I feel unwelcome basically everywhere else in the city, especially at this time of night. But Brit has always just been like, uh, downtown in- Seattle is very antagonistic. It is. Them. It is yeah. incredibly un- unaccommodating. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's straight up antagonistic. Like, they, yeah, they I mean they took away all benches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's nowhere to sit down. Yeah, if uh, yeah, like, like basically they replaced almost all of the benches at bus stops in the city with like these bars. Yes. That you can't like lie down on. You can lean on them. Yeah. But you can't lie down on them. Nope. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's not only anti-homeless, it's super anti-disabled. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's, it's anti a lot of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but their main thing is anti-homelessness. Yes. And that's like, why there's also like the anti-homeless a- architecture. Oh, yeah. Know, just and like, I mean, you know, spikes. Right. Like and, lots of spikes in, in, in uh, sleeping areas and or areas that could be sleeping areas. No. Just like anything to be an- completely antagonistic towards people. Yeah. And, and people wonder why we have such a homelessness problem. And then they go and do NIMBY shit. Yeah. Like they're like, if if you care about the homeless problem, what what do you do? You put resources to it, right? Yeah. But these people aren't willing to put their resources to it. They're not no. willing to actually go out and volunteer or help in any way. Mm-hmm. They just want to complain. And like uh, going on like the subreddits for Seattle, uh, Reddit r slash Seattle WA and r slash Seattle are essentially uh, message boards that are encouraging uh, unhoused genocide. Yeah. Like that's all they are. Oh, like, yeah. Basically every single thing is like, Oh, I I wasn't doing anything today, and a homeless guy on the bus stabbed me and barfed in the wound and shit like that. I'm like, what? And so and so I see all this stuff, and I'm like, were you really not doing anything? And then I see like people in public. So the other day, when I was on the train to go to the airport, there was mm-hmm. this family there, this white family, mm-hmm. fucking white family. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I got on the train, I look left and I look right. Uh, up on the right, for some reason, it's only kind of like older black dudes up in that area. And then down on the left, it's, like, mostly white people and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I go and sit up in – because there's more free seats with, you know, the black guys. And women. Yeah. And what, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just people on the fucking train. Yeah. This white family comes in, looks at the empty seats up near the black people, and choose to stand. <laughs> and they stand for, like, five stops until some seats become available in the white area, yeah. and then they sit there. The entire time – they're just making glances back to like the three guys, maybe a couple of them are unhoused in the back with me. And they're just like looking at them suspiciously. And so when people are like, oh, this homeless person bothered me, I wouldn't do anything. I usually don't believe that because you know what? I like, I have had a lot of interactions with homeless people, yeah. like probably more than anybody straight up, like especially being like, you know, the manager of a very downtown, very mm-hmm. urban grocery store mm-hmm. every single day, multiple interactions. Oh, yeah. These people aren't bad. No. Some of them have problems that need to be acutely addressed, but none of them are bad. And like you, you can't like just just treat them like they're less than human. But that's all people in Seattle do. Oh yeah, and it's fucking like infuriating. Plus, you have to, you know, like you, if you you know treat people like they're inhuman for so long, they're gonna act inhuman. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. It's and, like, and they have a right to if you yeah. treat if you treat someone like a bad dog, yeah. they have a right to bite you. Yeah. Like, like treat, treat everyone with respect. A hundred percent. Everyone's a human yeah. that deserves respect until proven otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's the thing. And, and it is, you kind of use, I mean, I, you know, as we saw like with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, mm-hmm. uh, the dude in, uh, Texas, uh, just recently sent all the, um, Oh, the, Abbott. Yeah. Abbott sent the migrants to, uh, Kamala Harris's house. On it's, Christmas. On Christmas. Which is human fucking trafficking. Yeah. Human traffic. Yeah. Human trafficking. They did the same thing, uh, 
before the Mar- Martha's Vineyard thing. Yep. But it's just like just using using people like houseless people as pawns. Yeah. And just like and just like completely and completely uh, oblivious to like what he's doing like sending like like in fucking dc it's fucking cold mm-hmm. and just like you know like these people don't have the pro- like what are you trying to accomplish here what are you trying to say it's 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 just <laughs> sensationalism it's it it's is. sensationalism it's hey look because that's that's once again all politics is anymore at least when it comes to democrats and republican yeah. is punitive politics punishing the person you don't vote for yeah and that's all it fucking is yeah. and democrats do the same fucking bullshit oh, yeah. like and it fucking sucks because and it's maddening because like you see these people and none of them are holding each other to account they're just yelling that everything the other one is doing is wrong and that's politics now yeah there isn't any space in politics where people say hey Listen, here's what's wrong with our country and our systems, and here's how we can improve oh, yeah. them. I mean, that's, nowhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's like, like fucking Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. Like, is Pete Buttigieg offering to do anything whatsoever? No. He's yeah. leaving it up to the capitalists yeah. who keep fucking failing. Well, yeah. Like, cause like, like they're like the, the, uh, um, it's all theater to distract because like, they don't want to do anything no like that's like the, if you twisted their arm and mm-hmm. actually like you know you, you would have you literally have to twist their arm to force them to do any 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 kind of public good well then the problem too is public good yeah. is kind of a zero-sum game yeah because you know what you need for public good resources yeah and who has resources that we can take and actually utilize the rich and corporations because yeah. i us working class people, we're all out here utilizing all of our resources all of the time. Yeah. Like all of my all of my acquisitions of wealth are things that I use on a daily fucking basis. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't have two vehicles. I have a vehicle that I yeah. drive around. I have an apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've done okay for myself, but I'm still very fucking working class mm-hmm. and I don't have the means to improve anybody's life really but myself in any way but just like being nice you know and, that's what, and that is like uh um uh a uh you know um you know just like what they say like well you know you want to help people so why don't you help people it's like i do yeah i yeah. do mutual action all that. like <clears throat> if a homeless person asks me for cash and yeah. i have cash guess what i fucking do i give them cash yeah but we're not we're not in a position to systemically change things right exactly and like, like and, and, I, and i mean i do what i can to systemically change things and i yeah. you know i have been very vocal and very political like yeah. you can thank me in part for weed being legal in washington because i spent two years working with normal yeah. just taking fucking collecting signatures for that i got like eight thousand signatures for legal yeah. weed in washington i i i am i'm responsible for mm-hmm. a, a Approximately one to two percent of all of the signatures it took to put that yeah. on the ballot. Yeah, like, but like, I was like saying, like you know, like, but with like representative politics, you know, mm-hmm. they've kind of cornered the market on they've 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 made it so like their decision is what ultimately you know makes these things mm-hmm. changes, but they refuse to do it because they're because right. they they represent the people like the opposite of what the what the what the of the will of the people. Well, that's the thing. It's like representative democracy doesn't represent the voting public. It represents corporations who yeah. cannot vote. Yep. Which that's, uh And that's why I, also why I feel like, you know, it, it's great that we're replacing the cameras in the prisons, mm-hmm. but you know like there's going to be a lot of loopholes. Oh, 100%. There's, and there's going, there, like, I mean, they're yeah. not going they don't want people there's going to be things where if they, if they don't want it to be seen, it's not going to be seen. 
Like so, it just it's just going to change how they operate in a way, but mm-hmm. this but they're still going to be abusing people. Well, and the, I think the conditions the, are the, still going to be. The shitty. thing about this though is there's no accountability. Yeah, there's no accountability. Like they're going to have yearly check-ins with yeah. them, but nowhere in here, and I believe nowhere in the bill does it actually give a penalty if these prisons fail mm-hmm. at this. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. Like it it, it could just start as easy as something as like. Uh, if you don't make your yearly checkup, you are given a warning. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make it the next year, uh, you are fired as, you know, the fucking, uh, the warden of the prison or whatever. Yeah. Like put people's jobs on the line. Like people in power oh, yeah. need to feel unsafe. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like physically or anything. Don't do violence to people in power. Mm-hmm. People in power need to know that their power can be taken as easily it was, as it was stolen. Yeah. And uh, that's why we need to start shooting politicians. Yeah. With a potato gun. With a potato gun. On Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Publicly excusing politicians. Yes. To go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, put a politician in a ghee butter situation. I, or, or a ghee. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, like, put him in a karate uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so, that's all fucked up, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what's more fucked up, like, the fact that, like, they've just let this atrophy for so long, or the fact that they wrote the most toothless legislation to hold, like, bad people accountable like there's Mm. there's zero doubt in my mind and they say in the article and in the fucking bill that like this is to counter corruption right but i mean but at the same time on corruption exactly like at the same time if someone is corrupt and they don't follow through with this in order to shield their corruption from the public Mm -hmm. there's no fucking there's no penalty no there's no penalty no so it's it's completely toothless it's like and that's the thing it's like our represented, our, our elected officials are so, so happy to create laws that have a baked-in penalty mm-hmm. for the working class. Yeah. They have never and will never create a law that has a baked-in penalty for the rich. No. And and that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, the United States it survives on its on its uh punishment system you know we mm-hmm. we need we need that because it create it helps create um cl- uh the system of class and poverty mm-hmm. like like prisons are necessary for for the for america to succeed well, for for prison labor for, first and, and foremost for, well, you know, for the, like the, the people in charge to succeed because mm-hmm. we need we and and to also for you know police you know the whole system would fall apart if there was actual actual accountability uh, for we, anyone. we uh yeah we can't have uh strong black communities no um yeah, we need we need people who have felonies who can't get jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know and, uh, and can't vote. Don't can't vote. And you know, and, and, and especially like you know prisons. You know, people make money on prisons and mm-hmm. and so enforce, enforce enforcing them to actually inc- uh, you know if if they were on video, you know that that would show how what a dire state uh, dire uh, state they are. Mm-hmm. And you know they don't want to spend money to fucking repair things. That's the last no. thing they want to do. And no, they, just, they they want to spend more money, like on fucking prison guards. That's yeah. it. Like that's where mm-hmm. they spend by far the most money. Yeah, is just on payroll. Yeah, and so like yeah, like uh, like anything that that adds to the and people are are naturally against that. You know, like you say like oh we want to make you know our prisoners comfortable. We want to make the, sure that they have 
that they have like warm beds they can sleep in. You know, we want you know that. I mean, that, that's I, like well, they deserve it. No, like they like, deserve it for committing crimes. That's like that's the that's the general American which, like uh, state of mind. And that, when that, regarding to our that prisoners. is why our crime is just a cycle in America. Yeah, it's because especially with crimes of poverty, mm-hmm. we not only don't solve them, we exacerbate crimes oh, yeah. of poverty. If someone steals something and goes to jail, they are not only required to pay compensation on what they stole most of the time, but they are also required to pay for their stay in jail. Yep. And so if you get out of jail and you're in debt to jail, like, and you also are a felon and it's very fucking difficult to get a job, mm-hmm. what do you think you're going to do for money? Yeah. Crime? Yeah. Crime sounds like the best, most yeah. viable option. There's very then uh, housing is is another is, is yeah. like you can't get housing if you're a felon in some places. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah, felonies are yeah, and so people are continually fucked after prison. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, United States is is uh, owes its success to 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 pri- the prison system to to stigmatizing people and judging them on singular actions. Yeah. and and just singular actions of like I mean. And it's fucking insane to me because, like, we judge these criminals. I mean, you know, you've seen a thousand reports about it. Mm. Someone will fucking rip off their employees for $500,000 and they'll get parole. But then, you know, a black guy steals a pack of gum and goes to jail for, like, the rest of his life on a three strikes law. Oh, yeah. It's it's, uh, non-judicious. It's not logical at all. It's all fucked up, man. Yeah, I was watching this movie on, like, um, and I think in Iceland or something that they had, like, this record of, like, these people who spent, like, 265 days or something and, and, um, um, and solitary confinement. Holy shit. But they had, but they said, like, that's the most outside of America because there's a guy who spent 46 years yep. Yep. in there's, solitary confinement. Yeah, uh, so. And, and so, so, like, 265 days on average isn't, mm-hmm. like, even like uh, it's like a blip and so, to America to American systems. So there's actually a list on Wikipedia of the people who have spent the longest time in solitary confinement mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, and I want to say like the top twenty of them are all from America. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that's that, yeah that's why like when they said like it had to exclude America in that because America is like is is so like the punishment is it's insane in our country. I mean, it, it's far more cruel than just killing a person. Yeah, it's, straight far, it's so far much cruel. And yeah, one man, yeah, who like spent 46 years in solitary and mm. he's completely lost his mind. Oh, absolutely. And so like, and um, it's just wild, like that that's continued to happen. And, and it is known and that nothing's actually like done. Like we have this, yeah, we're, it's so to keep continuing. And it, it's super funny to me that we don't consider driving a man to, insanity to be cruel and unusual torture yeah it's like i i i don't know what definition they're using like i think the only thing they think is cruel and unusual torture is like literally like whipping someone with a cat of nine tails or something because (laughs) like they're doing literally everything else in my imagination that i can comprehend is cruel and unusual and they're like that's fine that's con- yeah. constitutional. Yeah, let's let, you know, feed them garbage, put them, you know, mm-hmm. put them in like unsanitary conditions. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's. I mean, the only, yeah. There's no motivation, and that's why, like, I think, yeah, we should have cameras, and and, and there should be a channel where people can watch it. hundred percent. Like people, people need to know what's happening. Straight up, like, so, um, both cops and like corrections officers should always have body cameras on and they should be publicly accessible. Yeah. Straight up. I think all of that shit. Yeah. Like, and it, it's super, super fucking funny to me when the government is like, 
do you know how much that would cost? Yeah. And uh, I, I just wonder, do they know how much the NSA headquarters cost? Yeah. <laughs> because for a long time, up until like 2012 or 2013, it was literally the biggest server farm in the entire world. Yeah. It's and on a, you would not need that even that level to like monitor every single prison. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't. And but yeah. but they're like, oh, it's too expensive. Yeah, it usually seems too expensive when we're creating a system that's going to hold people in power to account. Yeah. Why is that? Because you can always find fucking money for bombs. Mm-hmm. You can always find money for for fucking Ukraine and yeah. Boeing and fucking Lockheed Martin and Raytheon. Yeah, but it's easier. Also, it's easier. Like you know, people don't want to believe that the conditions in there are so bad. And but you know, they'll easily jump on like you know whoever America's enemy at the time. You mm-hmm. know that their prisons are somehow like these 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 torture torture facilities. Uh, yeah, I, which have... I, I love that. <laughs> it's just like oh, Uyghurs are are in camps and stuff. I'm yeah. like. Uh, okay, first off, there's really not that much proof there. No. And also, like, okay, but what do we do to our prisoners? <laughs> yeah. And also, you know that America has, like, per capita, like, five times as many prisoners as the next closest country? Yeah. Like, we have almost, we have between, at any time, 1.2 to 2 million people in prison at a time. Yeah. Uh, over one half of a percent of our population at any time is in prison. Yeah. No other country in the world comes even close to that. No. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like even ones we say are fucking draconian authoritarian regimes and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like if they're authoritarian and draconian, what does that make us? Yeah. I mean, we I mean, we're the most propaganda propagandized country in the planet. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, no one like there and like the, there is this lack of awareness of what's actually happening right under our noses. And so, yeah, I mean, and that's what I hope, you know, you know, that's why, yeah, I mean, it's good that the cameras are going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it will reveal some things like, because like a lot of like what we know is like people like prisoners who smuggle cell phones in and release that release that footage to the public. Mm-hmm. And because otherwise, like a lot of like actually what happens would be completely, compl- like completely unknown. And, and the thing is when prison is fictionalized. A lot of times it's unbelievable because you know what actually goes on in prison. You're like, this isn't realistic. Yeah. Like, but, um, you know, there are some things that show us exactly what prison is like, but people still refuse to believe it because they refuse to believe that they support a system that is that fucking cruel. Yeah. And I understand that. I understand, like, wanting to shield yourself from, you know the accountability of accepting that you live in a society that does that to people and yeah. that that could happen to you or someone you love, mm-hmm. which is something a lot of people don't even think about. No. Like lots of people have been wrongfully accused for crimes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it could happen to you. Yeah. You could be put in prison into this cruel, uncaring, inhuman place mm. for a number of reasons, none of which are in your control. Yeah, Like, it's it's a fucked up thing, and yeah. all the people in prison are basically there for crimes of poverty, and all the people stealing the real money, mm-hmm. you know, have a lawyer on retainer. So oh, yeah. it's just a civil case at that point, right? Yep. <laughs> um. So if if there's anything you're gonna get out of this, it's um, we need to change the laws on um when it comes to employee compensation theft, and uh, any boss that steals their employees' money. Uh, needs to go to jail mm-hmm. for five times as long mm-hmm. as any working class person would have gotten for the same yeah. crime. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Fuck capitalism, man. Yeah, man. Fuck the U.S. The U.S. is dumb as hell. Yeah, fuck it. 
Yeah. I think that's where we'll leave it for today, even though we got like two news stories. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> we just we just rambled a bit. We just rambled. Well, we, we got, there's some info in there. There's some thoughts. Yeah, there's yeah. some thinkings. Go think about our cursorial state. And if if you want to know more about it, just fucking ask, you know. I yeah. thankfully thankfully, I guess. My brother is a doctor in the subject, and so I've helped him on a little bit of research. I've read a lot of the stuff he's working on or yeah. studying. And you so, got a, you got a, you're one phone call away from an expert. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert myself, but I, I do happen to know quite a bit yeah, about yeah. the carceral state because yes. it's something I'm very mad about. Yes. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. But uh, I have been Britain, Captain Britain, and I'm Pat. You've been listening to the real news from Soy Trek. Oh boy. Yeah. Go. Uh, go take a long bridge off a short dick. Mm. What? Uh. What? <laughs> what? Okay. All right, we're off for the next week. Bye. Bye.